You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks a lot for tuning in today. I hope that you are blessed as you listen. And remember that we are the body of Christ serving together. So walk with Jesus, love Jesus deeply, and let's be faithful today. So today's podcast is going to be an inspiring episode, in my opinion. I am super excited about it. Can't wait to share it with you. I actually have an interview today um, with a friend that I've recently made who is um, sharing some space with me lately, but he serves uh, the Lord by being called to the mission field. He's part of the International Mission Board. So as a Baptist, he is our brother in Jesus and our partner on the mission field. I don't know how long you've been Uh, part of our church family. So let me offer a 30-second education before the podcast today. As Southern Baptists, we think it's extremely important to be active all over the globe, making disciples of all nations and obeying the Great Commission. One of the ways we do that is by cooperating in mission efforts. So our cooperative program is a collection that our church contributes to monthly. Um, So as you support the local church financially, we in turn are also using some of those funds to support our cooperative mission efforts. Well, the international missions arm of our of our church families is the International Mission Board. And uh, today, my friend, I'm just going to call you Mr. G, is with us. And Mr. G um, is serving in a great context. It's an awesome opportunity for our church family to look at life and calling through the lens of one of our brothers who's on the field. So, Mr. G, welcome aboard. Thank you for letting me be here with you today. I appreciate it. Oh, man, I'm extremely excited. So, listening to our podcast, Uh, very likely all ages. We've got some retired folks. We've also got some fifth graders and sixth graders headed off to school. So there's your audience as we talk and everything in between. So let's take about 10 minutes just to talk about this. Um, uh, First of all, can you just give us some context? Tell me a little bit about your people group. And I know that you and I are not going to speak directly about where you are. um, But can you tell us anything about the people group that God has called you to serve? So yes, we work among Berbers in Northern Africa, and that goes all the way from as far as Egypt, Libya, all the way across to Morocco and all in between. Okay. And so our people group, they're unreached, and uh, as far back as you want to go, in the area where we're living, there has never been an evangelical Christian witness living there. Wow. And so up until about 15 years ago, um, uh, when a another family moved into the area and then we followed them a year later Uh, they've since moved on we've stayed and so we've been living in this area for about 16 years now okay and uh, we have seen uh, tremendous progress Um, they've gone from having one new testament book to this year we'll have the this this summer they'll have the completed new testament in their heart language and think about that when we go to a christian bookstore or when we go to church we have the whole bible in our language, in language that we read, understand, talk, and it speaks to our heart. And for the first time ever, not in the last hundred years, but we're talking since the time of Jesus, that the first time ever they have the completed New Testament in a language that they can hear and understand. And for the first time ever, uh, many of them will hear the good news of Jesus for the first time. Wow. And so is your family going to have a role in handing that out? I mean, do you guys have some backstory in this? <laughs> well, we, we, we live in a country that is a closed country. It's a Muslim country. 
And uh, so we are there and we are working and we have a creative access which allows us to be in that country. And we do a real job just like many of the people that are listening to your podcast, driving to work or whatnot. And uh, we have our kids go to school and they are homeschooling and one goes to a, a, a public or like a private school um, among our people. And so we have normal everyday life just like everybody else around us. And while we're there, we're living in this context and we're uh, rubbing shoulders with people, doing life with people, doing sports, doing plays at school, and we're meeting people and we're talking to people and just organically, it always comes up, Muslim or Christian, and then the door opens wide and we get to share and engage people with the truth about the gospel just as we live life there in this in this country, in this context. So That's fantastic. And that's one of the things that I want our people to think about, right? When someone says, I've been called to the mission field and I'm a full-time missionary, right? Well, that looks different for every missionary that I know. I mean, depending on the, co- the country that you're in yeah. and what freedom you have to share. Right. And so for you guys, I mean, you have a 40-hour-a-week job and a life, and in the middle of that rhythm, you're trying to make disciples of all nations intentionally as a, as a missionary. Right. So I see a lot of overlap um, between your calling and our calling. I mean, in other words, one of the things that I want to say to our church is, you know, a, a lot of the listeners to the podcast today are are on their way to a 40, 50, 60 hour a week job. You know, you work at the hospital, you work at the plant, you know, you, uh, you're a teacher or you are whatever it is that you've been called to do. But you are also a a missionary. You're also a disciple maker. You're fulfilling the Great Commission. And I just think how amazing will it be when, as a church, our eyes are all sort of opened to our calling. When we stop thinking, oh, this guy here, Mr. G, has been called to full-time missionary work making disciples of the nations uh, because the fact of the matter is so has everybody who's listening to this podcast today. Yeah, I mean, so, and we were talking before a little bit about this, and and, you know, I, I look at um, where God has placed us. And God, we really believe God has called us and planted us to live life in a foreign culture. It's not our home culture. A foreign language is not our heart language. And we've learned language. We've learned culture. We've learned how to even um, engage people with the gospel in a way that is right where they live. And I think about, you know, here. And is there are a lot of similarities between here and in Northern Africa. For example, when I go to get my hair cut, and I'm asking the barber, hey, how, how's everything going? And, and we, it's relationship. I have this relationship with this guy. And I am listening and I am praying and I'm asking God, open the door for me to, to share something with this guy. And he shares with me something about uh, something's really going on, a difficulty in his family. And I'm, I'm listening. Wow, that's really tough. And then I just ask him right there in a Muslim country, can I pray for you? Can I just pray for you? And I pray for him right there in Jesus' name, that, that Jesus would meet him right where he is. And then I just tell him, say, listen, you know, when I come back next time to get my hair cut, I'd love to, I'd love to ask you how things are going. And Because I'm, I'm believing that God is going to work in his life, and I'm hoping and I'm praying that he does. And so then I go back and, and we talk, and then as we, we talk, and I'm sharing with him um, things about the gospel. I'm sharing with him truth. The, at, at, at the point that the door, you know, where the door has been opened for, uh, for me to share with him. And I think that's the same thing we can do here. People have bad days, and people need to know that somebody cares about them. And people need to be directed towards the source of truth and hope and life, which is Jesus. And simple little things are, are, are critical in that. And so I think, about, um, I think about that, and I think the location is different. I think some of the cultural things, the, the language may be different. 
and even the majority religion may be different, but they're still lost people. They're saved people. And that's what I want to try to engage. So I just want to encourage all of us to trust the heart of our Heavenly Father. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, there's this fear in the back of our mind sometimes. When, Especially, you know, when, when I was young, you know, I remember thinking, oh my, what if God calls me to be a missionary, right? <laughs> well, the fact of the matter is he, he has. Yes. He's called us all to be missionaries. So really what we're asking is, oh, what if God called me to get on an airplane and fly to the other end of the world? Well, you could do it because if God granted you a calling and he was going to equip you for that, you would absolutely be able to, to, to satisfy that calling with the Lord. So what I want to encourage our church is like, don't be scared of that at all. Like open your heart, whatever God wants you to do. And while you're waiting on whatever God calls you into, if you're a college student, a high school or middle schooler, uh, I just want you to realize that when you were called to salvation, you were called to a lifetime of making disciples, whatever context that happens to be. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that, Mr. G, tell us a little bit about uh, your call. How did God call you onto the mission field? Well, I, I came to faith as a 14-year-old boy, and uh, I just I was in a church that, that preached the Bible. I was in a church that worshiped, and I had a youth minister that had a heart for the nations, and he put that before us. And And as I began praying, um, and I was growing in my faith, I read in Romans 15, where Paul said, I've strived, not, I've strived to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, but where he was unnamed, lest I build another man's foundation. And when I read that, it's like God just awoken in my heart a desire and I believe we're all, I think we all need to ask and put that out there. God, where do you want me to, where do you want to plant me? And it's, and, and my, one of my philosophies is like, um, I want to keep moving towards lostness. Wherever I hear of great needs of lostness, whether it be Libya, whether it be Syria, where places that are really hard, if I can't get there, I should be praying that God would, would build his kingdom there. And, and I should be looking for opportunities to, to do that in my family with my kids. Because God has the world on his heart. He wants the nations to hear the gospel. Not just um, this area, not just the United States, but the whole nation, the whole world to hear. And so I, that was what was put in my life. And as we prayed and we sought the Lord, God just directed us that way. We didn't have a lot of answers, but it's like uh, what, I, what I tell my, my kids is, the doors of God's blessings hinge. The hinges are little steps of obedience. And it's not, oh, God wants you to go to the nations. God says, obey me. Take this step of obedience. You know, read your Bible. You know, pray. And when you're on a soccer team, look at those people in your soccer team. They're your mission field. Right. And as you grow and you're in, in a workplace, look at those people. God has planted you there. And God may be using that to prepare you for something overseas, or he may not. You know, it's not... It's not Jerusalem or Judea or Samaria or to the othermost parts of the world. It's Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the othermost parts of the world. It's all of them. Right. And they awesome. all go together, and we don't break those So up. if I were to use that mentality today, I mean, if you go to your workplace, and of course I hope that God would open your eyes just starting with this podcast episode. But you go to your workplace today, and um, you know, yesterday you were just thinking, oh my goodness, some of these people are so hard to work with. But if they're hard to work with because of their hard heads and hard hearts, <laughs> maybe today you show up and say, all right, Lord, where's the lostness? These guys are lost. How can I begin now yeah. paving a way to serve them and share the gospel of Jesus with them? Uh, if you're one of our high school students listening to the podcast today, and I know there's a, just a ton of pressure on you, but as you walk the halls of that high school and you look at different, literally different people groups, you know, different circles of influence, different different cliques or groups, well, what if you just thought of them as people groups and said, all right, Lord, where's the lostness and how can I minister? Yeah. Like God may use you during your high school career to see somebody 
come to know Jesus Christ and celebrate uh, life-changing baptism. Yeah. So, yeah, amen. Well, I, I would love to see that not just on the field, but also here. Church family, I want you to know that we value our partnership with our missionaries who are serving from the IMB. So, Mr. G, on behalf of Carterville Baptist Church, thank you so much well, yeah. for saying yes and for serving. Well, listen, my, 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 I want to thank the church. Look, we're we're all we're all part of the kingdom of God. We're all have a role and a part to play. And as God has sent me there, I'm dependent upon the prayers of God's people here. I am dependent upon um, the financial givings for the Lottie Moon for the uh, the cooperative program. We that's what supports us to be there. So we don't have to spend all of our time trying to w- work a forty hour week job fifty to try to earn money just to be there. So because of that. That's, that, that allows us to do maybe 20 hours of business type stuff or something like that. And then we're, we're people discipling or we're trying to engage people, try to go to new places that where nobody's been yet. And we're, we're constantly trying to push out. But that's made possible by churches like your church, by you people. Everything is linked together. I mean, it's all, everybody has a role to play. And as, as we want to be faithful to do what God's called us to do, and we want to be faithful to be lined up with his mission and as your church is lined up with his mission and we're lined up together we're all in this together so when we see someone come to faith when we see someone comes to faith and shares his faith with his family and his whole family kicks him out and I tell him I'm praying for you and I tell him other churches are praying for you that means a whole group of believers here are praying for this believer for their brother that's going through persecution so we're all I, I, I just don't know how to put any with any more passion. We need the church. We need believers to pray, to go, to give, and to invest their lives, and to even just kind of have the nations on their heart. So let, let me ask you this as we wrap up, just because I want people to appreciate, man, the opportunity all over the globe. I'm challenging our church uh, right now for everybody to, to put somebody in their heart that they'd start praying for and try to ask the Lord for the opportunity to share the gospel with them. And you're doing the same thing on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see these brothers and sisters come into the kingdom of God, to be adopted into God's mm-hmm. family, to be saved. Would you just tell me a little bit about, in your context, um, if somebody gives their life to Jesus, how big a commitment is that on your side of the world? Well, it's, it's, it's significant. And in fact, um, many people are very hesitant to come to, to receive Christ because they know as soon as they do that, their family will will turn their backs on them. And the family is the stability. That is That's the support right. structure. Their entire network it's is it. built on family. It's, it's, very, it's all intertwined. The family does not do anything apart from the family. There's no there, not independent decisions. Like if I want to marry this person, mom, dad, brother, sisters, they're all involved in That's this right. is a good person for me to marry or not. Right. In, in America, we have a hard time recognizing. <laughs> we're such an individualist culture. Yeah. We have a hard time uh, really grasping communal cultures yeah. where the family unit plays that large of a role in our life. Yeah. So, but they would lose their family structure. Yes. And I think in the New Testament, that's the case. Not not always, but I think, think some of the young Jewish converts would lose the support of their of their Jewish family who did not receive Jesus as their Messiah. I think some of the Gentile con- converts would, would receive the same kind of treatment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the New Testament is filled with the language of you've got to choose. If you've lost a father or a mother or a son or, or anything for account yeah. of the kingdom of Christ, you'll be rewarded in the age to come. I also think that's why... Uh, the New Testament is full of language about the family because the church becomes a new family for the person who's lost family. Yeah, so there's that. There is, there's, there's always the possibility of being beaten by their family, almost certainly getting kicked out by their family. There's some kind of immediate repercussion, repercussion almost every time. There's a cost. And 
I've had friends that have come to faith, and as they begin to share their faith and they were bold, their families didn't like it. And, I, and families have even set up and like set a trap for their family member, and so they'd be arrested and put in jail. Wow. And like last uh, in January, uh, no, December, we were praying for a brother who had been arrested because some people in a, in a coffee shop heard him talking about Jesus, and they went to the police station and filed a complaint. He was arrested, taken in, questioned for a day and a half. We didn't know where he was. And, um, and so it's, it's significant. And, that, and we're not in a hotly, a hot persecution place where the government and everything, it's more family is where most of the persecution comes from where we are. And then at times the government will step in, but they're more afraid of mama than they are of the government. <laughs> and so, but, but I mean, but again, I'll say this, the brothers and the sisters that are being bold and sharing their faith, they're suffering more than those who aren't, but they have more joy. Yeah. They have more confidence, and they, they, they experience God because they're faithfully obeying Him. Wow. Thanks so much for sharing that. That's true overseas, and it's, and it's true here. So, church family, let's be faithful, and let's be grateful today for our partners who are serving um, all over the world in Jesus' name. Let's be faithful for our role of making disciples of all the nations, no matter what nation God calls you to live in. Whether you're at school, the soccer field, the workplace today, let's all be faithful to make to make disciples. Uh, Mr. G, if you would, this is unusual for us, but not for you. Uh, let's wrap up our podcast today just with prayer. And I think it'd be meaningful to us if you would just pray for our people here and your people on the other side of the world, uh, maybe in their native tongue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, ربي عاونا باش نشارك مع الناس عاونا باش نبينو الناس يعني الاخبار اللي كيفرح الناس ربي ما كنستاهلوش بزاف ما كنستاهلوش والو منك ولكن عطيتينا محبه عطيتينا كوشي اللي خصنا كل نهار ربي يعافاك بني كنيستك ربي بني كنيستك وجيب ولاد ديالك بالدم ديالك حنا حنا فرحانين بزاف على حقاش جاء المسيح مات في الصليب باش يفدي الناس ديالو ربي شجعنا في الكتاب ديالك في الكلام ديالك باش نكونوا ثابتين في الايمان ديالنا ربي انت فينا انت معنا انت كوشي ما كتسمح فيناش ابدا وكنشكر بزاف ربي وعاونا باش نكون باش نكونوا اماني في الدنيا في اسم يسوع المسيح امين امين هاي ثانكس ا lot مستر جي